0: Love Talk Radio. Sorry, I forgot to bring it.
1: Randy and Big Swing. Hey, everybody. It is Monday again. Uh, big Swing is back. It might be kind of hard to hear me tonight. Like I said, you double duty. I got the Bills and 49ers on one screen uh, doing the board for that. Obviously, I've got the bar and the club uh, responsibilities I have to deal with tonight as well. Uh, but I will be running the board. I will be chiming in. Uh, I know we got a, a Cowboy fan on the docket here tonight, so that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, um, Icon and Granny are here with us. Both had successful football weekends. Uh, both, I'm hoping, have good weekends. Granny, how are you feeling? I know you uh, you had the virus a little bit. Well,
2: I'm okay. I mean, I never have had a temperature. Yes, I tested positive a week ago Monday, but I had a little bit of a sinus headache and that's and a little teeny tiny cough. But that's all I've had. I have well, not been running a fever. I mean, my son tested positive, but I, the doctor said we both had very mild cases. But I'm beginning yeah. to wonder if this wasn't a false positive, guys, because I have not been sick. I have not plus lost my have, taste. Um, I have lost plus, not lost my sense of smell.
1: Nothing. True. Well, plus, I mean, like at your age with, with, with a couple of, you know, nothing super major, but with, a, you know, some pre-existing things going on. Uh, you know, you, you would be, you know, classified as at risk. And when you look at the demographic of the people that are, uh, the majority of the people that are dying from this uh, or getting really, really sick from this, uh, they, they are, you know, you're, you're in that demographic chart. And and for you not to be that sick is one either really lucky and we're thankful, or like you said, it could have been a false positive positive. We just had like a bad. Cold or something or a mild flu, but I, mean, I thought I thought who it was in? like
2: I thought it was like a sinus infection. I really did because I had I had a start of a, what was the start of a sinus headache, you know, the the sinus pressure uh, yeah. and you know and but I get that you know so I don't know you know but they're saying that that I don't even need to go get tested again because if I were to get tested, it might show another positive. Well, how am I supposed to know?
1: Mm. You know, I
2: mean, I've quarantined for the ten days. It'll be ten days tomorrow, but I've uh, when the symptoms my first started. So it's just, you know, I'm gonna just give it a couple more days just to give me some extra time. But, well, with, I mean, I'm fine. I, I I'm not feeling bad at all, guys. So you no, know, good, I, good. I'm really thankful for with that.
3: With all that being said, though. Uh, just so people know, it's not a fake thing. It's not a hoax thing. Still wearing a mask. It's not a joke, Wear statement. your mask. Wear, wear your, your mask your because
2: well,
3: my, give my, you an cousin,
2: example, my cousin from Kansas is in the hospital right now, and she's on eight liters of oxygen. Of course, she has COPD, but.
1: True. Yeah, They yeah. didn't
2: know if it was pneumonia yeah. or what, but she tested positive mm-hmm. for COVID. So this is not a joke, fans. I mean, this is a serious thing.
1: Oh, yeah. And and you know, it's just one of those things too where uh you know, people are going to complain about the mask, you know, they're going to complain about, "Oh, it's all right to not, blah blah blah." Just listen, I and I, I will admit to all of you that I during the summertime, early early spring and all summer long, um, when this was, uh, just starting up or in the middle of everything, I was, I was a mask resistor. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, making scenes in grocery stores and be like, I'm not wearing it. You can't, but but I thought the whole thing was crap. And I was like, I don't want to do it, but obviously, you know, I have to now, uh, looking at everything that's going on. I'm like, look guys, you know, wear it. Um, I wear it. Everybody has to wear it. Just, because I want to get over this. I want this to be done. I want life to get back to normal. I don't want to have to go into work on Monday morning after covering the Super Bowl, which I'm going to have to do and have to be no fans at the stadium, uh, you know, next year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I want this all to be done with. So, um, yeah, So just wear your mask, guys, and, and be safe, and make sure you're always washing your hands and sanitizing and all that. So, I mean, we'll beat this. We always do. The, the American uh, public is – unbelievably strong with with these kind of things so hopefully hopefully we can and hopefully we do uh, very soon but anyways uh i tell you, we got a big big show tonight here uh why don't you go ahead and tell us uh you know, because you make us wait now you make the fans wait now uh all week instead of announcing the week before so go on and uh, big reveal tell us what we got coming up
3: well, I don't I don't make them wait all week. They can check our, our Facebook page all Oh road. yes, you, yeah, so, I, person, I I know, but cool. you
1: know, the general public is lazy. So I mean they, they plus they they want to hear the show and, and if it were me, I wouldn't check it. I'd wanna be excited. So I, I'd wanna be surprised. Right. Well so, here is but here's either way, thing. tell, tell, tell us
3: uh, <laughs> All right, we got uh we got professional boxer Mike Fowler uh who's gonna drop us for the the ten count. Uh we have uh Mike Schultz. Shul- uh, uh, director of the movie The Rip List, and we're going to have a star from that movie on with us, uh, and uh, we're going to uh, have some fun there. And I cannot wait for her coming up. Uh, we have Tammy Baird. Uh, she's a uh, stunt uh, actress, and uh, not a stunt man. She's a stunt woman. And she's gonna tell us uh, what it's like being a stunt woman in the hit in Hollywood. So, yeah, and hopefully, uh, you know, eventually, one of these uh, guests, one of these stars I have on with us, will call the icon up and Granny up and Big Swing up to be extras in their movie, so we all can become more famous than we already are. That's what our hope <laughs> is. That's where our goal is, and we're gonna work on that. And. uh Oh, Granny, I got uh, I I do have a message from somebody for you, uh, little Homer. Uh, yeah. He was uh, uh, he heard your voice earlier and uh, he was licking the phone and uh, he wants to say hi to you. And
0: hi, Homer. He's, uh, he's hi, Homer. Granny
2: loves you, my
0: sweet little fur <laughs>
2: baby. And she my and sweet and he's, little he's fur baby. baby. He's waiting to meet you.
3: <laughs> Hi, Albert. Right. So, and, uh, and with the, you know, Big Swing kind of alluded to, I kind of took a little page out of the Eric Bischoff playbook. And it is kind of interesting what I learned from uh, Eric. You don't want to tell your audience what is coming up next week. You know, you want it to be spontaneous. You know, you want it to be you know, because I guess if you tell people what's coming on next week, there'll be no anticipation. They won't care. So that's uh, what the deal is, Granny. I need to step a little away here a little bit, so just kind of talk to our fans. I'll be right back. Hold on.
2: Okay. Big swing, are you still there with us, or did you step away too? Okay.
1: I, think he away I too. guess.
2: I think he stepped away too. Okay, fans. So. No,
1: no, no. i I'm, I, I'm here. I just. Oh. Uh, Okay. I I wasn't quite paying attention, but I'm here. Uh, I'll let oh, you finish right. first, but I kind of had a quick question for you.
2: Well, I think he stepped away for a moment. So, so big swing. So, how have you been, my friend? We haven't. We've been missing you. I mean, you know, I know you've been busy doing triple oh, duty and this, everything this, like this that. This time of year
1: is this time of year is brutal for me. I mean,
4: well, Football. I wouldn't it,
1: say we've huh?
3: been missing him.
1: What have we been missing?
2: Not you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. I think you had a question for Icon Big Swing.
1: Yeah, uh, Icon, what did you think of um, the? I, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, um, but what did you think of of, of the the NXT War Games pay per view? I mean, did, was it was that a complete was that a complete rip off of the WCW uh, World War Three War Games, or did you think it was in paying homage?
3: Uh well I, I wouldn't say uh well I wouldn't say nothing could uh, rip off how bad the WWE or the WCW's war games were. Uh this was actually a step up compared to any of the World War Three war games that the WCW ever had. So, um you know I I thought it was okay. Uh well have to, we can go over that match by match later on. You know this is a wrestling show but, you know we uh you know we uh have some fun and uh, we're just going to have a uh, grand old time talking to our guests tonight and uh, everything should be fun and that's what we're going to do uh, so our, our first guest should be calling in soon so when they do uh we'll get them on and uh, we'll have some fun and it should be great Oh. So yeah, so our first guest should be calling
2: in soon. I'll be watching the board for that. Uh, yeah,
1: you know. So how about right. that
2: Steelers game today against Washington? I was, I didn't get to watch it. I didn't get to see the game. I just know that Washington beat them. So. Well,
1: I know that. Uh, that well, it was uh, it was crazy because right at right at the end, uh, it was it was fourteen nothing Steelers in the first half, and then. You know, Washington, uh, as much as I hate them because they're a division rival and probably the all-time arch rival of the Cowboys, um, they, they do have a great defensive line. And uh, they they suck to me because of their Washington, but they've sucked for so long that they've spent, I think, five of their last six uh, first-round picks on D-line. And uh, they, just, they just took it to the Steelers in the second half. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was completely out of his element. They had virtually no running game. And they just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And, uh, you know, at the end, uh, was a uh, – Granny, what happened at the end was um, it was a batted pass. Uh, Washington was up by three, 20 to 17. Uh, and they batted the pass at the, at, at the line uh, when he jumped up in the air and batted the pass and they intercepted it and then got a field goal and 23-17 and, and boom, boom. So it was uh, – you know, it, it's it's almost more difficult – to go undefeated in the NFL than it is to go over the Um And, you know, everyone's gunning for you. And, you know, all you need is one bad game. And that's what the Steelers had tonight. So opens the door for Kansas City now. Kansas City can get that one seed um, and uh, won't have to play opening weekend if they do. So, uh, yeah. So uh, if, I, if I were granny, I'd be very excited right now because this, this could really open up some things for Kansas City.
2: Thank you, Alex in Washington. That's all I got to say.
1: <laughs> oh, Alex oh, yeah, Smith he was, your, he, he he was your Alex former, Smith yeah, he was your Hughes. former quarterback. Yes, yeah.
2: Alex Smith played for the Chiefs for many years before he went he to did. the Raiders. And
1: I actually remember that. Know, yeah. So thank you, Alex. Yep. Well, <laughs> thank well, you, Alex you know, in think
3: Washington. About think about this, guys. That entire uh, undefeated. Uh, Miami Dolphins team is uh, all popping corks right now because they're still now the
1: only undefeated team in history. So, uh,
3: and, and you know what's crazy uh, is,
1: is is the NFL was so different back then. Remember, I used to live in uh, New hey, Hampshire. Guys, and, I think our
3: guest is on. So
1: we, it we it is move. it is on. I just want to, or they are on. Rather, I just do want to mention real quick. I used to live in New England, and um, the uh, the Patriots were like, well, they went sixteen and zero. And we went 16 and 0. We went 18 and 0 before we lost. Yeah, but they're the only team to finish undefeated and win the Super Bowl. They still have that. They just played less games back then. But anyways, uh, I taught him I'm gonna put them on. Let you do your introduction. I get to step away here and uh, get to this game, but I, I'm gonna be listening in and chiming in when I can. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen,
3: stepping out the green room and walking down the aisle, about to bring the knockout punch to this interview. Into this station. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the professional boxer, the man himself. He is Mike Bower.
4: This is Mike following you. listen to the Attitude Air Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hoaxer. Hey, Mike, how are you? Man, I'm alright. How y'all doing? Good. Uh, we want to thank
3: you for taking t- time out of your schedule to join us tonight.
4: Uh, we have Mike
3: Fowler as our guest here. We have 31 minutes. Here's what we're going to do, Mike. If you want to give us a little quick background about yourself, then we'll ask you some questions and we'll do a roundtable table, we'll have some fun. Uh,
4: what type of uh, question are you looking for as far as my background? Um, well, whatever you
3: want to tell us and we can go on the blanks with the questions.
4: Well, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I got one kid. Um, I got into boxing when I was 16 16 years old, so approximately about 12 years ago. um, Roger Mayweather used to train me for about three years when I used to live in Vegas. So it was an absolute pleasure to uh um, have him train me, you know, when he was around. Well, that's uh
3: that's awesome. Uh so um you know, you uh, you mentioned that uh you uh, were interested in boxing. Uh did you um uh to get to get into it when you decided to uh, look for a trainer? Did you uh did you uh like go to like a uh a boxing school or did you uh find a trainer and someone hook you up with somebody?
4: Man, I wish they had boxing in school, like in high schools, how they do sports, like football and basketball. That'd be nice if they had uh boxing in high schools. Uh, but um uh I don't know how old I was, probably about eighteen or something. Uh, uh I had a guy come out from Chicago, he was gonna manage me and he hooked me up uh with the trainer, Roger Mayweather, uh out in Vegas and he had connections with him and uh that was my first trainer or whatever and yeah. Pretty so much how no. I got started.
3: So when you um, when you, when you started your training, was it like, you know, your 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 trainer said, "Well, we're going to teach you how to do this. We're going to teach you how to do that." Uh, what uh, what kind of training did you start out with, or did you guys did you just make you do like a hundred ups for a week?
4: Uh man, mainly uh, it's the running, it's the it's the conditioning. Uh, you know, uh, you probably start you off with three miles and maybe build up to four or five depending on how many rounds you'll you, you be going in a fight. Uh, so if you just starting, you know, maybe, uh, three or four miles, um, he, we, we did, uh, some kinesthetics, uh, as far as, like, sit-ups, push-ups, uh, some dumbbell work, uh, and then uh, starting off with Roger Midwork or with, with anybody Midwork, uh, it's always uh, that uh, beginning partnership uh, uh, stage where uh, it has to lead up uh, to a better, uh, you know, uh, better Midwork because uh, it, you have to learn each other. Oh. And if I'm not mistaken,
3: uh, your, your, your first match was against, uh, uh, against Javante Powell, wasn't it?
4: Yeah.
3: And, uh, if I recall, you dropped him like he didn't have a heartbeat. You said I dropped him?
4: Yeah, didn't you? No, I, I, I didn't drop from that fight, um... Uh, me and him actually had a prior relationship to that fight you know because we both from Milwaukee Uh, we used to train together and um, they wanted me and him to fight and I'm like man it's going to be a a a rugged fight and um, you know I took the fight Um, I guess he lost his first fight uh, to somebody and um no, I think I had him hurt though, uh, maybe in like the fourth round of the fight. And uh you um uh you
3: started your uh your career out uh five and one, which is in pretty uh uh pretty impressive. Uh you uh you won uh uh in your first uh six bouts you had three uh decisions. You had one technical knockout. I remember that fight. That was against Alan Moore, and then of course you uh, lost to Jose, um, and that that was a close that was a close fight. If I recall, you actually should have won that one. I thought you should have won
4: that one. Oh, you seen the fight? I did. Yep. Yeah. Um. I I thought I uh, won the fight, but um. You know, if if I w- if if I was moved correctly uh and, and have my manager defeat build my records correctly to the point where um you know uh, uh putting me in the right fights to build my record and then um if I fought that guy now I probably would have walked him down and stopped him. You know. But I still think I won that fight. Um and then um my second loss, uh I fought a guy too heavy. So, yeah. Um,
3: we have uh Mike Fowler's our guest here. We have uh twenty five minutes. Uh we're gonna kinda of do a little round table <laughs> here, right? Uh we have uh we have Big Spring with us. I know he, he's on double duty so he might not be able to chime in right away, but we're gonna go to Granny. Granny, we have for our guest, the the fifth of Fury Mike Fowler? What
2: do you got? Well It's glad to have you on our show tonight. I don't really watch a lot of boxing. I just have never been able to get into the boxing scene, even though, I mean, I'm a big wrestling fan. I just, I don't watch that much boxing. But I guess one of my questions to you is, who was your biggest inspiration to make you want to become a boxer?
4: Um, see, what's crazy is, uh, The whole time uh, I've been boxing in the beginning, uh, you know, a couple years ago, uh, when Floyd Mayweather was about to fight um, uh, Shane Mosley, uh, it's crazy because somebody asked me who was going to win that fight, and I wasn't too much into watching boxing. I don't know why. And I chose Sugar Shane Mosley, even though I never seen him fight. (laughs) He just had a better name. And, um... Yeah, I I used to watch uh, MMA fights instead of boxing, and um, what made me get into boxing was because I lost a high school fight, and I guess nobody just never took me to the gym, but my brother-in-law took me to the gym. Okay.
2: So um, what has been one of your most toughest matches, I mean boxing events you've been a part of? What's been your most challenging match for you?
4: said challenging events or
2: opponents? Yeah, event. yeah, but, or you know, what was the most challenging event that you've been a part of since you've been boxing?
4: As far as like a a, a difficult promotion uh
2: yeah, yeah, or, or whatever. What, whatever your biggest challenge. I mean, you know, whether it was your opponent that you were facing or the type of, you know, I mean, like I said, I don't know a lot about boxing. I mean, I know of it and I mean I've seen it, but I just, you know, I don't really know that much about boxing. But,
4: um, so. You know, it's it's all type of promoters in the world. It's so many promoters. Uh, the uh, it's you know small time promoters, big time promoters, and the big time promoters. Uh, you know, uh, they they're very organized with the show and, uh, and everything uh, as far as leading up to the fight, the win, everything. Um, small time promoters. Uh, you know, it's, it's just some people out there that uh, can, you know, make it, you know, that's uh, pretty professional, and some of them, you know, pretty straight. But uh, I fought a Roy Jones uh, promotion guy, and uh, that was uh, – he was probably, I don't know, probably uh, one of the hardest hidden. Fighters I fought, but it was a good promotion. A good promotion
3: uh, event. Ma- uh, Michael Fowler is our guest here. We got uh, 21 here with Mike. Now uh, we we won't uh, we won't touch uh, touch on this too long because it, it's kind of depressing. But uh, you you were supposed to have a. Um, you were supposed to have a match uh, about a month ago against Austin Manning, but they postponed that, didn't they? Yeah. Now, do you know if uh, you guys are going to be making that fight up, or is it just uh, uh, done completely, or uh, what have you heard on it?
4: Uh, now that fight uh, just didn't happen because, uh, because of the COVID cases in that city. So that fight was canceled. Uh, I'm supposed to be fighting uh, next, uh, actually, this weekend uh, up in Atlanta. So
3: now, uh, we, like I say, we won't we won't talk about it too much because, like I say, it kind of sucks, but. Uh, you know, with COVID, what has that done with uh, we? You know, we we heard that your most recent event got postponed, but what else has it done with your training, and uh, how has it affected you otherwise?
4: Can you, can you repeat that last part?
3: Yeah, how has COVID affected you uh, otherwise, as, when it comes to training, and uh, we know you had a fight postponed, but how else has it affected your uh, career?
4: Uh, COVID, uh, where I'm at, uh, up in Wisconsin, uh, it didn't too much really affect, uh, too much of anything as far as, um, uh, my health or people around me, uh, you know, I'm I'm blessed for that, um. As far as training goes, uh our training facilities are open and everybody's training, so yeah. So if
3: uh uh Mike Mike's always our guest here. We got uh, nineteen minutes here with Mike. So with uh, with all that being said then, uh, you know, you um do you, do you know when your next match is supposed to be and who you're supposed to be against?
4: Yeah, this Saturday against uh fourteen and one dude, uh up against a uh a Headley Scott dude. His name is Hadley Scott. Now have you ever fought him before?
1: No, no.
3: Well, you know, I'll tell you, here's one here's one good thing like that's going in your favor. Any guest that we've had on their show that's had a match after they've been on the show has won. So guess what? You're gonna keep the streak alive for us. Yes, sir. Now when you're when you're boxing and you're preparing for a fight, uh, do you uh uh like say like the week before or the month before? Uh <clears throat> does it have like a different training regimen or is it just the same
4: no matter what? Um. Uh... Well, I don't live in Vegas anymore. Uh, You know, Robin trained me for about three years, but um, I came back uh, to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and um, um, I have this one trainer, he trained me, and um, I I stick to the the same training regimen.
3: Now, since you since you've been boxing and all the different uh matches you've been to, have you uh had a chance to uh meet uh any other uh well known boxers like have you met like
4: Tyson or uh Meriwether or any of those guys? Yeah, man, I I've met I've met all type of people since uh, I was staying with uh Rod Mayweather, uh like all type of celebrities, uh uh, let me see. Uh I met Ray J. Uh, I met, uh met the guy off of the game show the game uh T V show, I think his name was Derwin Davis, uh um
3: uh, man, that's a it's a
4: bunch of people. Uh Mike Epps, uh Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I met all types of people. Well that's
3: that must have been cool being a Stevie Wonder, huh?
4: Yeah, uh Uh, I mean, I don't really uh, mind talking about uh, uh, one of my downfalls uh, as far as living out in Vegas, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just picking up uh, a gambling addiction. And, um, yeah, man, it, it gets you, so...
3: Well, you know i you know that's that's one thing about uh you know vegas you know it's uh you know there is always that temptation, but you know if uh if they're betting on your fight to win and you win somebody a lot of money, uh wouldn't it be cool if they would cut you in on some of that purse <laughs>
2: It's
3: like, hey, man. I knocked that guy out for you. You're a millionaire now. Where's my cut? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike follows I guess, here. we got about uh, 15 minutes here with Mike. So, now, you mentioned you got a fight uh, this Saturday. um where, uh, can you tell us uh, where it's going to be at and uh, do you know if it's uh, going to be open for the public or if it's going to be uh, uh, a closed-out uh, session or a closed-out match? Can you give us a little detail on
4: it? Um, I don't remember exactly what city, but uh, it's in Georgia. Um, it's not Atlanta uh, exactly, but I forgot which city. It's in Georgia. Um, the last event that I fought at this year in, in Atlanta, um, uh, they did COVID testing and it was open to the public. So I'm sure this one will be the same way.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. So now, uh, so we can uh, so we can do this. We have Mike Collison guest here. We got about uh, 13 minutes here with Mike. Uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and follow you and see what you do, doing, you got a Facebook, you got Instagram, you got YouTube, you got Twitter, you got Twitch, you got a GoFundMe, what do you got?
4: Yeah, you can, you guys can add me on Facebook, uh, Mike Fowler, um, Instagram, uh, Mike Fowler Jr., and, um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That is Awesome.
3: So, what is uh what is your favorite thing about uh uh being in the sport of boxing besides uh knocking some guy out uh so he's uh so he can't see next week. What 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 is your favorite part about uh the sport?
4: Um this just this like I said, I got into boxing because I lost a high school fight, so um just just the fact of knowing how to box, you know, just the fundamentals and being being able to uh, get to the point where you're a uh, slick boxer and you can uh you know, uh slip punches and hit somebody back is just like I can't explain it. Um, you know, other people like that don't box, um and they see us box. Like, I mean, it, it's a good feeling when you just know how to defend yourself. Um, and I mean, and just being a professional athlete, you know, um, you know, you make money, and um, you know, I, I earned every dime I made. You know, just because I put in uh, the effort, I put in the time, the dedication. You know, I've been boxing for, you know ten plus years. So and
3: uh, you know, you're only uh you know, you're 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 a young twenty eight years old, you know. I know that uh you just had a uh, you just had a birthday here and a happy elated birthday. Uh I, I do apologize, Mike. I was gonna send you a, a Facebook message with you, happy birthday. I do I do uh, I do apologize, I forgot about that, but you know you're only twenty eight years old you know and uh you know you got you got several years left but uh when you decide to uh uh retire you know whatever it is ten twelve fifteen years down the road do you plan on uh, becoming a trainer or do you uh do you plan on uh uh be you, you, you i'm sure you want to be involved somehow.
4: Um, i guess everybody's dream is you know uh, after they done boxing, they want to train somebody. Um, I mean, I did my share of training uh, fighters. I'm all, I'm always one to uh, train a fighter, um, but I probably <clears throat> that probably won't be it for me. Uh, I'm thinking about actually going into a career job, as far as a uh, accountant or something. So. Well that,
3: that well, you know, I'll tell you what, that would be cool though if you did become an accountant because uh think about it, being a boxer you really wouldn't know how to crunch the numbers when you think about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh to
4: boxing,
3: is,
4: uh commission, uh huh? you can actually get a job through the boxing commission being an accountant also.
3: Well there you go. Uh my call is I guess
4: too. We got about nine minutes to eleven Mike.
3: So now what would you say to somebody out there? Uh, to our fans that are listening at uh, that, that are interested in getting in the boxing ring, uh, what would you tell an up and coming boxer uh, that's listening out there if they want to get involved in the sport? What, what advice would you give us uh, uh,
4: You know, uh, if you want to be a boxer, uh, you know you got to dedicate your time. Um, you know, put all put all the effort into it. You know, uh, don't nothing happen overnight. Um, you know, you have to you have to work at it. You know, to see progress, and uh, you can do anything. You set your mind to. So. That's awesome. That's inspirational.
3: We got Mike Powers, I guess. Here we got uh, seven hundred and eleven, Mike. Uh, and we do appreciate you taking the time on your schedule to join us tonight. I know that you got the big box coming up this weekend, you, but uh, what uh real quick, what uh what kind of uh, diet or food regiment uh do you maintain
4: uh as a boxer? Um I usually take fights
3: from
4: between uh, hundred and twenty six pounds to hundred and forty. So um I mean I can go down and weight uh, I I can get down to one twenty six. Um um, let me see. I usually, you know, lose probably maybe two, three pounds if I run. Um I you know, I gotta stay drinking the water. Um bake, bake tilapia, uh that's really good for your diet and fruits. Uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just
3: not eating heavy, and fish is always good for your diet.
4: That is awesome. Uh, Mike is our guest
3: here. We got uh, just a few minutes here left with Mike. Uh, you know, Mike, you're uh, you're awesome, and uh, we just can't thank you enough for uh, all you do, and we uh we uh, we love following your career. We love everything that you stand for, but. You gotta do this one favor though. When you step into step in those ropes and you uh you see your opponent across from you remember that le- that left hook is for the attitude air Live fans. We want you to plant it onto your opponent. All right. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, we do appreciate you taking time to join us tonight. Uh you are so awesome and uh Thanks, we hope Mike.
1: that uh
3: uh in twenty twenty one we can have you on again and uh uh you'll uh you'll uh, maintain your undefeated streak until we talk to you again.
4: Alright, thank you, guys.
3: Thanks, Mike. Have a great night, buddy. Thank
4: right, you. Too. All right.
3: Mike Fowler, ladies and gentlemen, the man that brings the knockout punch to our show. What a great
2: guy, what an awesome guy. What did you think, Granny? Was that cool or what, huh? It was a pretty awesome interview. Like yeah. I said, I don't watch a lot of boxing. I just, I can't get into the boxing thing. But, you know, he was a pretty awesome interview, I must say.
3: Yeah, I, um, yeah, I uh, I, I like I, I you know, I, I watched a couple what of What was awesome, YouTube, though,
1: but... the Mike Tyson uh, charity fight, though. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that. I didn't. Against Roy Jones Jr.? Yeah, it was, uh... It was interesting. I mean it was it was you know, it was only a couple of rounds and it was for charity. It wasn't big major, but I mean fifty fifty four year old Mike Tyson going after it. It was it was, it was interesting. But anyways, uh yeah, no, it was interesting. I, I was listening to um what you guys were talking about. Um I, I wish I could have popped in but I just I was about to, but then you end ended the interview, so it's no worries. So, uh, yeah, it sounded like a great uh uh you know, a great a great talk you guys had.
3: Yeah, so our next guest uh, should be calling in here shortly. Uh we'll just keep moving. Yeah, I'll be looking here. for it. All right. Um so anyway But anywho um,
1: <laughs> you guys got snow up there uh, yet? Yeah, we uh
3: you know, we have a lot of we have a lot of fun on this show, folks. And I want everybody to uh, know that that uh I I I still have guest book now from now until July, so uh we're gonna have a lot of fun here. Uh this uh in twenty twenty one. Uh hopefully we'll put um we will put uh COVID nineteen down for the count and just be done with it. Uh you know, so that's that's what our goal is. And uh we 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 wanna get rid of COVID like it's nobody's business. Well, Granny so would I, certainly
2: I, I, like to body slam it right now, or put it in a serious headlock and put it out of its misery. I'm tired of this crap. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's uh, you know
3: it, it's bad enough when it's out there, but when it hits home like it like it did for Granny, it uh, you know you kind of start to think a little bit. It's like, geez, what do I? Got it to gives do? you.
2: It gives you a different perspective on the outlook of it.
1: I kind of got excited like I said, for it.
2: I, I get so sick and tired of hearing people say, oh, it's, so, it's just a joke. It's not real. It's, it's not going to hurt you, you know? And I'm like, people, this is a real deal. I mean, I've real lost deal, yeah, friends sure. because of this. I mean, I've lost, you know, I have cousins that have tested positive with this. And I just, you know, it's it's a real deal people and you need to take it seriously. It's not a joke.
1: Oh no, for sure. I I kind of got excited for a minute. I came back to the uh to the thing and I forgot that I I had called in tonight. So I'm running the board with the host, but I had called in uh on the phone so you could hear me clearer in here. And uh I'm looking at it and I, and I see it, you know, on mute coming through and I'm like, "Ooh, I was like we have a 518 number because that, you know, that, that's my that's my area code. So I was like, oh, we're going to talk to somebody from, from my town? But it, it, it was my fault that I saw. It was, so was still silly now. <laughs> okay. right. But, uh, but yeah. But, anyways, um, I'll, I'll be right back, guys. I just got to check this guy in. Hang on a second. I, I, you know, I'm
3: going to sit away for a little bit, too. Then uh, we'll put our next guest on when they
1: come through.
3: Uh, Randy, I'm just going to mute for just a little bit.
2: Okay. So, fans, I hope everybody is having a great week so far and hope y'all are staying safe and getting ready for Christmas. It's so hard to believe that Christmas is 18 days away. I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be here before we know it. So I just hope you all are being safe with your friends and family and just taking good care of each other. And and just think, Granny, we're moving into our third year doing this together. I know. It says the thing possible. I mean, who who would have ever thought that that one night that I called in to talk to my very good friend Chelsea Stackhouse uh, that I would become on, our, a regular on the show? Oh, all right, speaking I, I, our of, next guest is, our next
3: guest is on, so I'm gonna bring him on and we'll have oh, some. Go, fun. For all right, it. Granny? Okay. go for it. Uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, we have the greatest independent film director in the history of the world today. Ladies and gentlemen, his tagline should be, I see dead people. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you, without further ado, he is Michael Schultz. Hey,
5: this is Mike Schultz. Thanks for having me on the Attitude Air
3: Live. How's it going, bud? Pretty good.
5: How are you guys?
3: Good. Good. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, real quick here, we got a call. I'm going to bring him on real quick. Uh, caller 701, how are you?
6: Hello? Hello? Yes, you're on. How are you? Can you hear me? This is Matt.
3: Yes, we can. Uh, we have uh, Mike Schultz and uh, we have 701. Uh, we're going to be uh, uh, talking about a, a little film here with our two guests. Uh, real quick, Mike, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll talk about uh, your film.
5: Yeah, I'm a filmmaker. I currently live in the woods outside of Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, I make documentaries and other assorted videos uh right now i'm i'm working on a hosted horror tv show starring a friend of mine who's a professional wrestler here in duluth named uncle clutch and uh that's what i do for
3: fun wow <laughs> now uh you have a uh, you have an interesting uh you have an interesting movie out uh that we want to talk to you about. now then we'll ask you a little more about your uh, other project, but uh, I believe the movie that uh, you have out is called the rip List. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
5: Yep, that's right. And our other guest, uh Matt Olean is actually the guy who, who got me first interested in this. I, I've known him for a few years and I noticed he has this really strange habit of reporting on Facebook whenever celebrities die. So I finally asked him like what his problem was with celebrities dying, and he said he just keeps track of it because he is in this group of people who draft celebrities that they think might die in the next year. And uh, at the time, there were seven of them. Now it's grown to eleven. But uh, this group, they just compete with each other to see who can predict the most deaths each year. And I just thought that sounded morbid, and interesting, and you know, funny in all the wrong kind of ways.
3: Now, uh, Matt, uh, you're you're a part of the group. Now, did you start the group?
6: So I kind of co-founded the group years and years ago with uh, Bruce Asbury and Jason Brandy. We all worked at KXJB Television in Fargo, North Dakota. And Bruce was really kind of the catalyst for it because he was always fascinated by reading a bit. You know, if someone famous died, would they leave the nightly news? So Jason and I, also fascinated by this stuff, bonded with Bruce And then one night I think Bruce uh, had an early computer and we went to his apartment and just started compiling a list of famous people that had died over the years. It started very innocently enough like that. And then eventually Skip Wood got involved, our friend Skip Wood, and he is the one that suggested we should draft people every year who we think are going to die. And so it was really Skip's idea, you know, rip, the group started with me, Jason, and Bruce, but Skip kind of took it to another level with the drafting part. And uh, the 2006 was the first year that we ever were able to pick people that had died that we thought were going to die. And there were only five of us at the time the four people I just mentioned, plus Travis Jensen. And then in 2011, Skip suggested. Uh, from 2006 to 2010, we only had to email our, our, our picks every year. So you could duplicate picks. If I thought Dennis Hopper was going to die in 2010, which I did, and he did die, uh, other others could take him as well. And then the next year, Skip said, let's have a keep em draft, like a fantasy draft. And it was just the five of us. And so if someone got drafted like Olivia de Havilland you she was off the board and no one else could take her and eventually we had some other people join mike did the movie on us and now we're up to 11 and uh i want to congratulate uh very prematurely john peterson because he will be the 2020 Ripless champion he has nine correct picks already this year he has broken the record for most correct picks by a single person in a year
3: so technically uh when you so to speak you're kind of uh congratulating for a rigor mortis sets in uh, basically now he's, he's uh, got an talk... insurmountable lead right now
5: <laughs>
3: and I'm, we're going to talk about the, the film and how you guys hooked up in one second but what what fascinates me is now you know you mentioned that you guys have a group and then you know you maintain and you watch famous people to die what um what, what do you uh, at the end of the at the end of the year? Uh, do you guys call it right on the from starts from January first to December thirty first? That's the way it works.
6: Yeah, it's a yep, calendar year right. draft, and, and we're holding the draft on December twenty ninth via Zoom. So it's coming up soon.
3: Now, wh- whoever the winner is, and uh, Matt, I don't know if you won. We'll ask you about that in a second. But so does a winner like, like a times. like a. Go- like a golden uh, golden tombstone or an urn? or what, What's the prize?
6: It's an urn. So Travis Jensen ordered an urn off the Internet. It's very tiny. <laughs> um, I doubt if we could get either of us. None of our ashes could probably fit in there. And then I took it to Crown Trophy in Fargo, and they put a little stand underneath. And that is where each year the new champion gets engraved. And so whoever wins gets to keep the urn for a year, in their house, their desk, to show people when they come over if they'd like to. Um, so Skip Wood has it right now. He won barely last year, uh, a half-point victory over a few of us, and we're going to have to get it get it to John after the new year. I think the and, idea uh, real in quicker, making
3: the urn – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but real quick here. So now with the urn, now every year – whoever the winner is gets their name engraved in it. We have uh, Madeline from Fargo, North Dakota, and uh, uh, Mike Schultz here. Uh, we got 25 minutes with the gentleman here. So now uh, every year the winner uh, gets their name carved on the urn. Now, how many more years would you guys say uh, worth of names can fit on this thing before you have to get another one? Uh, that's
6: probably another, like, Eight years, Mike, I think we've got to go on that urn They can put another base yeah. on it uh, Underneath, I'm sure
5: Yeah, I think that was John Peterson's idea You just make it like the Stanley Cup You just keep stacking and yes. stacking until it's enormous So I assume we can go Until the last member of the Rippless dies Then that person gets to keep the urn
6: the Forever, yes And by the way, this is yep. Mike's first year On RIP list yep. After he made the movie about us And Mike's got three correct picks this year I think that's a solid first year for you, Mike
5: yeah, I'm not too embarrassed. Uh, I guess all you have to do to uh, be invited into this particular group is make a documentary about them. And then they sort of feel like, well, we've hung out with them all year. We'll sort of reluctantly let him in. But
3: it's,
6: It was it's a good bribe. We accepted your <laughs> bribe.
3: <laughs> so uh, well, I'm going to ask another question, then we'll have Granny chime in here real quick. So how did you guys gravitate towards each other on this project?
5: Yeah, I think so. I just, did, uh, Mike, do you
6: want to tell that oops. story?
5: Yeah, uh, Matt has been volunteering at the Fargo Film Festival since you know time immemorial, and so we I've had a few films there over the years. So we hung out every year at the at the film festival, and then uh, Matt said, "Well, I'm going to come over to Duluth, you know, near where I live, and do a story about you for Prairie Public Television." And that's where I kind of I had to have the come to Jesus talk with him and say, Matt, what is the deal with your Facebook page and all these death, uh, these, these death notices? And so that's we, – we were sitting in a bar in Carlton, Minnesota for most of the evening as he kind of tried to explain this to me. And uh, I realized when I'd become that interested in something and spend hours and hours, grilling someone with questions about it, that it's probably a good idea to make a documentary about that subject. So I asked Matt if he'd be okay with it. And he was, and then he uh, kind of convinced some of the other members to let me uh, sit in on their draft and then interview them over the course of a year.
3: Mike Schultz and uh, are our guest here. We got 22 minutes here with the boys. We do thank you for taking time out of your schedule uh, before the clock strikes midnight for you guys. But, uh, you know, Matt. He mentioned that you worked for PBS. So, uh, with that is the same PBS where uh, they came up with uh, guys like Mister Rogers and Big Bird. Correct? That's the PBS we're talking about.
6: That's that's the only PBS. Yeah, that's the one.
3: That's awesome. And uh, I'll ask you a few other uh, questions about some of the other stuff you've done along with Ripley's. But, uh, Granny, we have uh, we have Mike Fowler and Madeline here. Uh, I'm sorry. 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 We have Mike Schultz and Madeline here. Great. What do you have for our guests? Uh, Go ahead.
2: Well, you know, you were talking about, you know, different celebrities. I mean, are you talking about like any kind of celebrity, whether it be sports celebrity? I mean, what kind of people were you guessing that were going to pass away during this year?
6: I mean. So that's actually a great question. Um, And that becomes – somewhat of an issue on draft night because there are certain, um, there are certain members of the group that, uh, that try to draft some obscure people. Travis Jensen, right? Mike is kind of the problem. Yeah. World. He's drafted people that we have no idea who they are. And so you really have to leave it up to the group, but yes. Um, uh, yes. Granny, the uh, you can draft as long as they're famous in some kind of world sports, Movies, politics, uh, science—they have to be somewhat known. But if if we feel if the if the majority of the group feels that someone's getting a little too far afield by taking a bass player for a band that had one hit, then sometimes we'll say no, no, no. Yep, we'll reject that. So they have to be sort of a legitimate, um, a legitimately famous person in their field. Yes, that's a good question actually, and it becomes uh, you know people don't get upset if they if they're told they can't take that person. But um, sometimes, in fact, this is the type of the kind of year or the time of year where I will sometimes get a text from Travis over the years and he'll say, Matt, what do you think about this person? And there'll be kind of this gentleman's (laughs) agreement. If I don't know about this person, I won't impede on Travis's taking them. But sometimes Travis will run some some oddball people by me and I'll give them my opinion, but I'll say, if you want to, Bring it up to the whole group on draft night. That's fine, and they can vote on it.
2: Well, being that this is a wrestling podcast per se, have you all ever picked any wrestlers that have passed during this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, by chance? In
6: fact, in fact, that's a very ripe group to draft, as you guys all well know. They don't live terribly long. I did draft Superstar Billy Graham this year. Uh, the icon told me to take him, and he's still alive. Uh, but I think he's teetering, uh, and John Peterson successfully drafted Kamal, the Ugandan giant this year. And I actually got Superfly fly correct in 2017. So yes, that is a group of people that I do keep my eye on. I don't know about my, I don't know if Mike does or not, but I certainly do. No,
5: I don't. I, I don't know a lot about sports. Do you have any tips for me for this year? Anyone I
2: should be drafting? Well, I mean, I I, I do know of a, a wrestler that just recently passed less than a week ago, but I mean, um, that was very famous in the business for many years, and I just so I was just kind of curious, you know, who you all who you all picked. I mean, as far as you know, your choices and stuff like that.
6: Yeah,
2: no. Special sports is definitely a a, a rich
5: vein for a lot of the people who draft, but yeah, they say most of those names, and I just
6: go right over my head. I have no idea who they're talking about. Mike likes to take old actresses, so I feel I'm safe in saying that I probably will try to take Superstar Billy Graham again next year. Um, I'm fairly (laughs) confident Mike will not steal that pick from me, so I'm certainly looking at taking the Superstar once again. So
3: we have, Unless he uh, dies
6: in the next three weeks, which is possible.
3: Uh, we, we have uh, we have Mike Schultz and uh, Matt O'Lean, and we uh,
6: do thank you guys uh, for taking time out of
3: your schedule. We've got 18 minutes. We're not ready to send you guys uh, out yet. but So, now, with the film, can you tell us uh, how long it is, and uh, can you tell us um, – Real quick, if our fans want to check us out, uh, do they have to? Can they rent it at the video store? Can they get it red box? Mm-hmm. How do they see it?
5: Yeah, it's a feature-length film, so it's a little over 70 minutes, 70.
3: And
5: uh, right now, it's streaming on uh, Twin Cities Film Festival's streaming page. They, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, they started a, a streaming service for Minnesota. Made films. And so you just go to, I believe it's TCFF, Twin City Film Festival, dot org, and uh, they've got a banner across the top of their page that will direct you to the streaming site. And uh, I don't know, it's like five dollars or something. And uh, uh, that's, uh, I, I wish that, that video stores still existed so that we could uh, uh, send you down to the local video store, but unfortunately, streaming is the
3: way to see it. So do you think you'd ever like uh be able to, like release it on Netflix or uh Hulu or anything like that?
5: Yeah, I mean that would be that would be great. So far they haven't uh bit, uh bitten at the film, but uh you yeah. never know.
2: Uh
3: we yeah, have Mike Schultz and uh Madelina's our guests here. We got sixteen minutes here left with the guys. So Matt, I'm kind of curious, you know, you, you know, you work for PBS and you you sound like you're a film critic and uh, you're pretty well diverse in sports. Uh, So does that give you more of a leg up compared to the other members of this group because of all your knowledge with film and sports and all that?
6: That's a good question. Uh, I think Bruce Asbury researches as much as I do. And Bruce has a huge knowledge of movie stars, just like I do and sports. Uh, so Bruce is a two-time champion. Um, I've won it five times. Uh, Skip Wood, who's won it five times, he he's really diverse, too. He he drafts all kinds of people from all kinds of fields. And my my theory is you can't just load up on one, you know, genre, like sports people. You do need to diversify. Uh, you need to find people out there that aren't just old that are famous, like Kirk Douglas and Olivia de Havilland you Dubu- both unfortunately left us this year but uh, you know when I when I hear of someone being sick and I know this sounds horribly morbid I will put them on my top secret, very secret never to be seen by anybody um, uh, watch list as I call it and just make a little note for myself that maybe that's someone to consider for next year
3: Now with that being said and uh, I don't know would someone uh, like uh, Alex Trebek was he picked by anybody uh or is that uh not a pick because yeah. of when he got sick
5: yeah no he he was, the first, he was, he was go sick. ahead Mike yeah we knew he was sick just before the draft maybe a month or two ahead and I believe he was the first round pick this year
6: he, he was the first person taken in the draft last year by yep. Jason Brandy and, and he got a correct pick so yeah he everybody knew about that that was a that was an obvious one.
3: And uh, not to throw anybody under the bus in your group, you, you mentioned there's uh, there's 12 of you, is that correct?
6: 11.
3: 11. And you don't plan on expanding at all. You guys are going to keep it 11?
6: Uh, for now, I think eleven's a good number. Uh, our good friend Christy Ross is going to take a year off. Uh, she's a valued member and probably the star of the movie, to be very honest with you. Uh, she just got a very, very – demanding job that's gonna devote a lot of her time and we're hoping she re ups next year and comes back.
3: So now does someone if they wanted to get into the group like uh to fill that slot, do they have to pay you guys to get in or is it like a five hundred dollar <laughs> buy in fee for everybody or
6: how do they how would they get in or how did you guys all get in? Is there like a, a buy in fee or how how does that work? Nope. There's no there's no buy in fee, there's no ceremony the majority of the group has to approve the person getting in. So uh, typically the whole group has to agree, A, do we want to expand? No, do we not want to expand? And then you have to evaluate the person uh, and see if we want them in. We, we have had uh, um, you know, we've had one person over the years that, that did one year and then got out of it and maybe it wasn't a good foot, fit for them. Uh, we had another person that was interested. And then she kind of backed out, so that wasn't a good fit either. And, you know, it's not a good fit for everybody, but the group has to agree on the new person and make sure they're a good fit. But for now, we're we're good at
3: 11. And not to throw anybody in the bus, so to speak, uh, we have uh, Madeline and we have Mike Schultz as our guest here. Uh, we got 12 minutes left with the gentleman. And like I say, not to throw anybody into the bus or anything, but is there anybody in the group that, uh, like, picks and picks and picks and has not got anybody right at all
6: uh, <laughs> during the year? Yes. Uh, Jason yeah. Branby three times has had a zero. <laughs> 15 rounds of picking. We love Jason. We do. And he has actually won a championship 11 years ago. But to go – to get zero out of 15 – is stunningly bad, and he's done it three times. Christy Ross did do it once. Uh, otherwise, no one has ever gone scoreless. So three of the four scoreless years ever have been accomplished by the same person.
5: Although Jason yeah, they get has like a, a very unique approach to drafting, he's trying he to pick Tell, the most famous, it, he, he's trying to pick the most famous people that could possibly die in a year. So he doesn't really care if he wins or loses, he just wants to make sure that the ultimate in fame is represented. And I kind of admire that about the way he picks.
3: So now when, you guys, dra- are, when you guys are, uh, sorry to interrupt you there, sure. Uh, so when you guys are, are, are deciding on who you can grab, let's say, and, and I know uh, they've been gone a long time, but let's say someone wanted to uh, pick like Lassie or Rin Tin Tin or Seabiscuit. Uh, animals, are they allowed or no?
6: No. Okay. That's no, probably, I, did, probably I did not it's know FDA that. Human
5: really? I didn't know that. I've never tried to draft. I, I guess I've never seen anyone try to draft so, an animal.
6: I, I, I guess, Mike, we, we suppose we could throw that out to the group. I mean, there are famous race yeah. horses that would have been nice yeah. picks like Seattle Slew. Seattle Slew lived a long time. Um, you know, I, I suppose that's something we could discuss is a horse. Could you take a famous horse? getting up there in yeah. years on the stud farm. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, because I uh, remember good in... Good question, Scott. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead.
5: I remember in 2017, the first notable person who died that year was an animal. It was Tilikum, the fish from Blackfish. That's right, it was. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, he wasn't drafted. Nobody drafted him. But it was something that you noted on Facebook. That was the first famous I, I wonder, in 2017. I wonder...
6: I wonder, Mike, though, if it, be, if it would be unfair to draft an animal because that would bring down someone's average age severely, which is the tiebreaker uh, if there's a tie. That point. could be good why point. we don't allow it, Mike. Yep.
3: Now, uh, we have uh, we have Madeline and uh, Mike Schultz, I guess. we got nine minutes with the guys. And I, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, sharing your knowledge with us about dead people which is it, it's, it's actually kind of fascinating it's actually kind of freaky at the same time but now without uh you guys and i i, I don't know if any of your uh other fellow draftee people are listening or not but is there um without uh, getting uh too far in the weeds but is there anybody that would be considered like a pick that you guys wouldn't even consider like say like for instance like Betty White or Mick Jagger or um, the lead singer Aerosmith, that kind Steve Tyler, that kind of stuff. Uh, Do you guys uh, – would they be like kind of like a no-pick because of their health or how would that work for you guys?
6: Mike, do you want to talk about Betty White?
5: Well, you know, in 2017, uh, Christy Ross was the first person I believe in the history of the draft to, to, to draft Betty White, and I think that upset a few people um, at the time. It did in the audience, but, I remember that. Oh yeah, people booed when um, Christy picked Betty Raw, uh, Be- Betty White, and Michael J. Fox. Betty yeah, Be- Betsy Ross. <laughs> so there are there are people who are, I wouldn't say off limits, but it's a little bit sensitive to
6: draft them everybody's everybody's draftable in my book. Yep. Now, but I don't
3: want to die. Yeah. And, and when I, when I make this next comment, I don't want to get a whole bunch of tweets here in our, um, and uh, I know our next guest is on here. We'll go to you in, in just a few minutes. Uh, now, and I don't want to have people texting me or lighting up our chat book when I say this stuff, but, how about like a congressman or the president or something like that? Or, or is that some someone that's completely off-limits because of their high mark in
6: society? Nobody's off-limits to draft as long as they're a human being. <laughs> that's, that's all. And Jimmy Carter gets drafted every year because he's getting up there.
5: Donald Trump gets drafted every year.
6: Yes, he does. Nobody's no. off-limits.
3: So with that being said, then, you know, you mentioned that you've had one person that didn't get any right picks. What is the most picks anybody's ever got?
6: Ever got right? Yeah. Well, I think I mentioned that earlier about 10 minutes ago. John Peterson this year has nine correct. That is the record. He broke the record. The record previously had been held by several of us with seven in a year. John has had a phenomenal year. Uh, He got Eddie Van Halen right, Little Richard. Kerry Jones from Monty Python, Don Larson, who threw the only perfect game in World Series history. I mean, every pick he made this year has just – I don't know what he, – he definitely did his research. Doug Supernaw, country singer, he got that right. So, uh, John now is the record holder for the single-season record.
3: And uh, you, you're, allowed to, uh, you're allowed to pick 15, that's the way I understand it. And he's got nine. So, is anybody – do you think – uh, he's got the potential to get all 15 right. And do you think that'll ever happen? We hope not. I would I possible? would say that's impossible.
6: I would say that's borderline impossible. John has reached a level we didn't think was possible to reach in one year.
3: And uh, Matt, without giving away uh, too many of your uh, picks, um, do you have any picks right now that uh, are borderline that haven't passed That uh, because it's getting close to next year that – you don't want to see pass now, and you want to take them next year?
6: Uh, or can you not take the same people that you had the previous year to the next year? You can take the same people over and over. I've got three correct this year, which is which is low for me. That's not a very good year for me historically. I would actually like to see a couple more pass before draft night because then I don't feel like I have to retake them. Um, I have a lot of really old, sick people on my list that are just kind of hanging on. <laughs> And same with Mike Mike's I, I thought Mike had a very good draft for his first year and I really thought he would have gotten a couple more of those actresses you took Mike yeah they are ancient
3: now uh real quick here we got we only got a few minutes here left with you uh you know uh Matt you're like I say you're pretty well uh uh diverse in sports and uh uh, this is, this is, uh, Mike's, uh, uh, time, but real quick here. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to you. You, uh, you do a lot of, uh, new stuff for, uh, uh, Prairie Public. Um, uh, don't you host a few shows for those, uh, for that st- station?
6: Well, I produce Prairie Pulse, uh, which means I find the guests and research the questions. John Harris is actually the host of the show. I did. I did moderate some political debates in October, and those went very well. Um, And I do produce short art stories on artists like Mike Schultz. That story turned out really well. Uh, We spent the whole day with Mike, actually two days. um, And that story turned out great because Mike is a wonderful filmmaker. And I just want to say also, the film Mike made called Rip List, rest in peace, rest in peace list, it's called. That's what RIP means. Uh turned out great. It turned out better than I thought it would, and everyone was real happy. So thanks, Mike, and I really hope... Um, org. right, Mike? That's where people can see it.
5: Yeah, I believe it's org.
6: Okay.
3: Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. We want to thank you guys uh, for taking time on your schedule. Uh, you guys have been wonderful, and... Uh, uh, We'll, be, uh, we'll have our fans uh, be watching uh, Prairie Public to check out Matt. He's a great guy. And, uh, Mike, I do want to check out the movie. Unfortunately, uh, in my case, every time I've had a chance to see the movie on the big screen, uh, the NDSU Bison have had a game. So uh, I, haven't been able, I haven't been able to see your uh, film. you got to Prairies go, right. Well, I know, I know. But, you know, I... <laughs> Uh I uh I do appreciate you guys so much and uh uh Matt hope to catch up with you uh later on. Um you and I uh have a lot of uh, linkage with uh, both Ohio State and uh uh you know and uh uh Matt uh, Mike we or Matt, sorry, real quick here. Uh there is um one of my uh co hosts uh here uh, big swing. He's a big Cowboys fan. He wanted me to play this uh play this for you before you left and I'm gonna play this for you right now. Take one second here. I'll look you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is How about Jim Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah!
6: Those were
3: the glory told... days, not now. Yeah. Yeah. You suck <laughs> now. Well, I told you having a, having a big Cowboys fan, on, so you wanted me to play that for you, but I'll I won't hold you're... that
2: against you that you're a Cowboys fan.
6: <laughs> you sound like you should be with that accent. She's no, no,
2: I'm originally nope. I'm originally from Kansas. I moved to Arkansas in 1988 oh, okay. with my family. I live in Arkansas, but I'm not originally okay. from Arkansas. But I am a Chiefs fan, so
6: you know that's a good team to be a fan of now. That's for sure.
2: I love my Kansas City Chiefs. I've always, I mean, I'll always win or lose, I will always support yep. my
6: Kansas City Chiefs. So, well, no you guys waited 50 years for your next title, so that was well worth the wait last year.
2: Oh, yes. I was very happy when we won the Super Bowl. I was absolutely yep. ecstatic. So.
3: And uh, re- real quick, uh, Mike, uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got YouTube, you got Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? Go ahead and tell us. I've got all those I've got many
5: of those things. Best place to find my work is at my website, Mike
3: Schultz, M I
5: K E S C H O L T Z dot com. Uh or you can look for that on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, those places.
3: And uh Matt, if people wanted to see what you're doing, uh you got either of those?
6: Uh I'm on Facebook. Uh I'm not on Instagram. I'm too old to be on Instagram and Snapchat, but uh Tune in to Prairie Public, prairiepublic.org. You can also hear my my film reviews every Friday afternoon at 3.45 p.m. on the Main Street radio program, and those do end up online. And this week I am reviewing Mank with Gary Oldman as Herman Mankiewicz.
3: Awesome. And what is is that on the dial, on the
6: radio dial? Uh, 91.9 FM in Fargo, but uh, Skip Wood, who I mentioned earlier, great Rip Lister, He's the producer of the show. He puts all my film reviews, archives them on prairiepublic.org. So you can find every film review I've ever done on PrairiePublic.org. Yeah. Icon, just to let you know we do have the eight one eight on. Yep. All
3: right. Well I'll tell you what guys, thank you for joining us. You guys are awesome. And thank uh, you. hopefully if we didn't scare you guys away, we can have you guys on again. Okay. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks guys. All right. Well, Granny, what do you think of what do you think of our Ripples, guys? That was pretty awesome. All right. Uh, real quick here, uh, we're just going to go right into our next guest, and then uh, we'll uh, have some fun with uh, her in just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and driving down the aisle, she is the greatest stunt woman in the history of Hollywood today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tammy Baird. <laughs> That is the
0: best introduction ever. All right, I'm going to do an introduction for you guys. Hey, this is Tammy Baird. Sorry, did I talk over you? No, go ahead. Hey, this is Tammy Baird, and you're listening to Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster.
3: Awesome. Uh Tammy is our guest <laughs> here. We got uh thirty eight minutes here with you. Uh I uh, I do apologize, uh that uh, I know that you're on hold for the longest time. We we're uh uh talking about uh uh dead people and uh, <laughs> Is that what it was what, what's interesting like, what is what uh is you, this? <laughs> Well well I know it's well, you know, uh I I, I really wanna be a movie star, so I'm trying to get as many directors and cool people on like yourself uh, so they can so I can get a bit part. But uh here's what we're gonna do, Tammy. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we're gonna have some fun in the interview,
0: yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, I just got it. Ripless, R I P. I get it now. I was sitting there listening, going, What is a ripless? Like <laughs> that was funny. I'm glad I eavesdropped on the last part of that. Okay.
3: All right, so give us a
0: little background about yourself and then we'll have some fun with you. Um Okay, Uh, my name is Tammy Baird. Let's see, I grew up on a horse racetrack with my grandmother. She was a horse trainer. Um, Didn't want to uh, be a horse trainer myself. All I ever wanted to do was be an actress, a model, and a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Um, I did become a model. I am still pursuing being an actress. Never became a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. And through being positive and the theory of saying yes, yes, I became a stunt woman in Hollywood. And that's me.
3: Well, you know, uh, you, so you're a big Cowboys fan,
0: right? Well, <laughs> I'm actually not a big Cowboys fan. Growing up, I'd watch uh, football with my grandpa, and I loved when the cheerleaders came on and they had the best outfits. And I was like, I want to do that.
3: Well, you know, the main difference between the cheerleaders and you, you're better looking.
0: Oh, you're so sweet. I've seen some cheerleaders. I mean they really are beautiful. Uh but thank you. I'll take that compliment. So now you are a stunt woman, correct? I am, yes. I'm a stunt woman here based in Hollywood. Um although I do travel. I uh for the past four years I've worked a lot in Austin, Texas on the T V show Fear the Walking Dead. But basically most of my work is here in LA.
3: Now you 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 said uh The Walking
0: Dead, is that correct? fear of the walking dead. Okay. So maybe some of them made the rip list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've died on the show many a time, but you'll never know it's me. I'm always in prosthetics. You know, um, people always tell me like, Oh, your job must be so glamorous. I'm like, Oh yeah. So glamorous. I have like prosthetics and blood and dirt all over my body. Yeah. It's glamorous. (laughs) Well, well I'm but gonna I'm gonna
3: ask you I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you a few questions. we will kinda do a round table and then we're gonna come back okay. to you come back to you and i ask you a difficult question. So you know, you mentioned that you do uh uh stunt double for Fear of the Walking Dead, but so do you ever do any stunts like do you like ever like to jump over canyons and do you ever like to <laughs> like uh Tarzan off of bridges
0: or anything like that? Um, now, I would actually really love to do some Tarzan work I think the closest I got to do for that was I was doubling Katy Perry on her music video roar but it was an assisted swing so it kind of doesn't count um so on fear of the walking dead I was only a stunt double for two seasons and then after that I've been a walker so I don't stunt double on the show anymore I get to play the gross scary decaying walkers um, and it's so much fun. As far as going jumping over canyons, absolutely not. No, thank you. Um, I wouldn't mind jumping off a good bridge by any means, though. I'd do that. But basically, what I do is mostly stair falls, hard hits, hitting the ground, a lot of domestic violence style fighting. You know, all the fun stuff.
3: So we probably won't ever get to see you do any uh, stunt, uh, any Dukes and Hazard type stuff then.
0: You know, I would love to be able to do something, something similar, but not definitely not jumping canyons. Not anymore. Um, you know, I would give that to the newer stunt people coming in who are like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, you know, I would definitely, um, like to jump some things, but not a canyon. Uh, no, no, thank you. I know my limits and where I, uh, jobs I no longer want to do. Like when I first got into stunts, in 2005 i was down for everything and now after a few years my body's like man like i used to do car hits all the time i don't i don't need to get hit by any more cars i've done enough i have nothing more to prove i'm good i pass the baton to the next generation
3: uh tammy birds our guest here we got 32 minutes here with tammy and we do thank you for uh taking time out of your uh you're bumping and crashing to join us, Uh, I'm going to introduce (laughs) you to our co-host, Granny Holster. Uh, Go ahead, Granny. What do you have for our guest, the stunt double extraordinaire?
1: Well,
2: hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, We're glad you could be on with us tonight. Uh, What made you decide you wanted to be a stunt double? Um,
0: Granny, that's a great question. I didn't actually want to be a stunt double per se uh, but a stunt woman so when so I I never ever seeked out to be a stunt person it wasn't until I booked a small acting stunt role on the feature film Mr. and Mrs. Smith and I was playing a small little acting role where I was um, to get shot and squibs bullet holes were to go off and I was going to die and it was when I got shot by um, Angelina Jolie's character and the squibs went off I call it my cat on a hot tin roof moment. Everything just kind of clicked, and it was like, this is what you're supposed to do. And after that, I'm like, I got to be a stunt person. And it was just like, it was like, I know a calling. It was just, that was it. I just knew at that moment, this is where you're supposed to go.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah it's been great. It's hard. It's hard as heck. I mean, you know, physically on your body, um, hard just getting in and getting a good reputation, but it's so worth it. Like every job is amazing and I love it more and more.
2: That's awesome. That's amazing.
0: So oh, thank you, granny. So, uh, we
3: have, uh, Tammy Baird is our guest here. We got uh 31 minutes here with Tammy. Now when you're doing, um, um, uh, Start, start double, and I uh, we'll, and we'll get off of the fear of the Walking Dead. But I, I, okay. it's my fiance's favorite show, so I just got to ask. Oh that. yeah. <laughs> so, when so when you're on the show and you're like doing like the the walking like a zombie, gyp, whatever they call that, uh, do they like say, okay, you're 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 not walking, you're not walking zombie enough, or this? Uh, is that, is that, does that ever happen? or uh, t- Tell us how, how they direct you.
0: Um, when I first came onto the show season two of Fear of the Walking Dead, um, uh, well, wait, wait, I wasn't a walker then. So when I first started doing walker work, uh, they had me watch a video. You go to a walker school, and they do teach you how to walk correctly. Um, if you're not, like on the day when we're working, and something's off on your walk, They'll let you know. But after a while, you just get the hang of it, and, um, you know, you don't get corrected too often. But if it's off, by all means, they'll let you know. But the, all the walkers they hire on Drew the Walking Dead are amazing, like amazing.
3: So how long are you in uh, makeup for uh, your – well, okay, I'll I'll, call... I'll go back to the makeup question a second. I'm going to ask this question to ask that question. Uh, okay. How long – uh, are, your, are your scenes usually that you're on? Um,
0: that varies. because That will vary depending on the dialogue with the actors. varies. I mean, it takes up to maybe a day or two to sh- uh, shoot certain scenes, if that's what you're getting at, because sometimes there's a lot involved, especially when stunts come into play. So um, to film a scene, uh, usually we could get it done in a day. Again, it always depends on the dialogue. So um, how long... I will tell you something oh sorry.
3: No, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was gonna say something um I love to talk about with walker stunts, um, is how hard they are. So sometimes when you're watching at home, uh you don't realize that a walker has no emotions. They're dead. So when we're killed, when we get killed by an actor on the show, um where Wherever you get hit is where you fall. And once they, like, go into your brain, it's lights out. You're a sack of potato dead. So some of those falls that I take are so gnarly because if I were a human getting killed, I could use my hands maybe to soften my blow or something. But as a walker, you can't. And, like, there's just gnarly. This, the, some of the hardest hits I take are as a walker. Yeah, they're no joke. Those stunts are no joke. <laughs> So, how long?
3: uh, You know, like you mentioned, it it depends on how long the scene is. But uh, I'm guessing that for some, some of the things you do, uh, you're probably in makeup for longer than you are on screen. Would you say?
0: Uh, For the final cut, yes. I'm working. Let's say I'm only hired to work one day, so I'm there one day. Um, It usually takes about an hour and a half, two hours to get in makeup. And then, you know, it it takes a long time to fill the scene. So I could be working for eight to 12 hours a day, if not longer. And then, you know, it takes an hour and a half probably to get out of the makeup, if not a little bit less. So yeah, so I'm in the make. And then on the actual day when you're watching the episode, I might only be in it for like a quick second or something like that. So yes, I'm definitely in the makeup longer than you see me on camera.
3: Now, when you're, uh, when, when you uh, watch the the shows back after you've uh, uh, you filmed them, how long uh, after you film them does it take before they air? Is it like a couple weeks, a week? How long, or don't you know?
0: That varies um, depending on show. So some some shows, like with – I'll keep using Fear of the Walking Dead as an example. So normally pre-COVID, uh, that show would wrap about June, and that's usually when the new season starts airing. But we we finished, you know, like, it's, you have about a six-month wait for Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, and, like, back Game of Thrones, you had to wait, like, a year or something like that. So it really depends on the show.
3: Oh, so you were at Game of Thrones as well, then?
0: No, I wasn't. I just loved the show. <laughs> yeah, no. And I had to wait oh, okay. a year to watch it. So, yeah, <laughs> I wish I, had I had was Game of saying- Thrones. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I
3: was gonna say you would have you would have hit the trifecta. That's my my fiance's other favorite show.
0: Oh my god. I, mean, I love Game of Thrones like so much I think I have to go back and I just have to go read the books now. It's such a great show. I love it. Now, like, it, understand so cool that, it?
3: You know, I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question. We have Tammy Baird as our guest here. We have twenty six minutes and uh we do appreciate uh her jo- um you know, uh uh allowing her presence on our show and it's really amazing. So uh, now, I understand if you don't want to answer this question, but uh, as a as a stunt woman, you probably don't have ever have to do anything, uh, any nudity or anything
0: like that, correct?
3: Um,
0: I personally – no one wants to see me naked. Uh, nobody's ever asked me, but I have had friends – oh, no, I do take that back. I was offered a job one time where had I accepted it, I would have been uh, nude, and I would have had to run and slip on a marble floor – but I um, couldn't take it because I was absolutely exhausted from a previous job that I was on where I was getting banged up. So I have been asked um, to actually do a nude stunt before but wasn't able to do it. So they do come up. And And, that's uh, the
3: for, and for those of uh, you who have not uh, seen uh, what Tammy looks like, uh, and don't hate me for this comparison, but she's kind of a cross between uh, Princess Leia and Sarah Silverman.
0: Oh, I like that! I love that. Smart, a smart woman, a funny woman, someone who has the force. I'll take it.
3: Now, how many uh, different, um, how many different roles, roles? Well, they're not really roles, but how many different uh, shows have you uh, been a stunt on before?
0: Oh my goodness! I'd have to check my IMDb credits. Uh, I do not know exactly how many shows I've been on. I know I have more than a hundred credits, but um, I've worked on some shows twenty times. So, uh, no, I think it's. Uh, hold on. I could check on my computer. I think at least a hundred shows, to be honest. Wait, that was film and TV shows, like all together. We're talking.
3: Right, right, right. I'm just
0: okay. I'm just so busy. I can't count. I don't know. <laughs> So now yeah. when you, um when
3: uh when you when you uh are uh a, a stunt uh uh person on, on the show, a stunt woman on the show. Now, let's say that uh, you're watching it and uh you well, actually you're watching TV and you see the uh the show up on the the, the scrolling guide. Do you ever like flip it over and like Call your family in the room and say, "Okay, there I am, right there, right there. Watch this, you guys, are gonna shoot me right now. Look, there,
0: uh, there I'm dead." <laughs> I I don't anymore, but I used to do it when I first moved to LA, and I was trying to get my sad card. So I did a lot of background work, and when I was a background actor, and uh, you could, I could just pass by in the hallway, and I would call my family back like, "There I am, look my shoulder, look my shoulder." Like I was so excited just to be on camera, um, and, you know, because without background, the scene is nothing. You need the ambiance, the atmosphere, and I was a part of that when I first moved to L.A., and I was so proud of it. Well, let me
3: ask you this, and, you know, uh, I'll admit, you know, because I, uh, my name is the icon, you can probably guess I do have an ego, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm talking to the coolest stunt woman I've ever talked to. Uh, we haven't, and I'm not just saying that, because we, we haven't like, on the the one you have the talked to? No, no, we, we've had a few on the show, but um, oh,
5: okay.
3: do you, uh, do you like, have, like, uh, do you have, like, a, uh, like, I call it, well, most guys would call it a man cave, people for me call it an eagle cave, do You but do you, like, uh, have, like, uh, like, a room where you, like, keep, like, all the footage of your shows and all the movie posters and stuff, do you do, you do that, or is that, like, something that you don't, like, just, like, oh, I was in that, who cares?
0: I have a little bit in my office area. It's not everything, but um, I keep things that I really, like, love or little things that were special to me. So, yeah, I have a tiny little, like, kind of corner, I guess, if you will, with, like, awards and um, pictures, like, my favorite pictures, like, my very first car hit that I ever did on NCISLA, I have that framed. and I have a lot of car hit photos framed, yeah.
3: So when you, uh, w- well, I don't know if I don't know if this is the right terminology, but what is what is funner, uh, being a walker or getting hit in a car?
0: Oh, um, but, okay, that's a toughie. Um, apples and oranges. Absolutely love doing car hits. Now I don't do them anymore. It's time to gracefully retire from them. But I love car hits. Uh, get doing walker work, it's completely different. I like the acting of it. Like I love, um, we'll get my prosthetic face on. And then we have like special teeth that they make for us. They're like dentures kind of. And when you get all of that makeup together and you get to walk, it's like acting for me. So I really do enjoy being an actor and getting to have that creativity, you know, for the scene but getting hit by a car at the same time oh my i don't want to get hit as a walker by a car absolutely not but uh there that's a good um that's a tough answer to um give cuz they're they're both fun so, and so what follows so no right next what, to that is stair falls hm so so no matter
3: what you will do no more car stuff
0: yeah, no, no more getting hit by cars. I'm absolutely done. Gracefully retiring, like I said, handing the baton over to the next person. But I, I miss not, them, not, like just talking about not, them. Not, I'm like, oh, I love cars.
3: Not even, not even if they offer you twenty thousand dollars, you wouldn't do that.
0: Oh, I. Everybody has a price. Um, I would say, <laughs> yeah. Then I start negotiating the speed. Let's talk about the speed. Let's talk about who's, uh, driving and how many times. So I get twenty grand for each one. Yeah, so everybody has a price. So I, I should not say never, but I, I, I no longer have the desire to do them the way I use them.
3: Uh, Tammy Bears, our guest here. we got about 20 minutes here left with Tammy, and this has just been an awesome uh, uh, interview. We go from uh, people that talked about being on a, a riff list to a person that portrays someone <laughs> on the riff list. <laughs> yeah.
0: someone, I don't ever want to be on someone's riff list. No, no, yeah.
3: Well, uh, well I, the guys will be like, like wait,
0: wait, doing she's doing it. another car hit for twenty grand. Hold on, we might be putting her on our rip list. Just kidding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, now if you, uh, uh, you know, we, we won't spend too much time on this because it, it is depressing, and I'll understand if you don't want to go into it. But uh, how has uh, COVID affected uh, what you're what you're what you're doing in your career right now? How has it affected
4: you?
0: Well, you know, just like most of the world, for was eight months we were absolutely shut down, Um, and now we're back up and we're working, which is great. I actually am working this week on the tenth, and I had to take a COVID test for that today, um, first thing this morning. So for myself, um, I feel that I take three COVID tests before I'm able to go in to have a fitting for work, and then. Um, on the day of work, I take a COVID test when I first get to work. I work, and then that's how it seems to be. So um, it's, they're being very careful about it, and, um, you know, I, we're just, all we could do is, you know, be careful. So, it, But it was really hard, you know. I mean, I had pre-COVID, I was so go, 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 go. And then when everything just halted, I was, I was lost. I was like, wait, what do I do? What do I, wait, hold on. I, I, I got to do something. So it was really hard to unwind. And then now everything's starting back up. And it's like, okay, let's go again. But it's, it's more at a mellow pace right now.
3: And, uh, you know, uh, Granny, who you talked to, uh, she actually has
2: that right now. And uh, uh, she's Just
3: COVID? still joining Oh, it. no.
5: Well,
2: you know, she's, I, she's a fighter. I, okay, I'll put it this way. I tested positive for it last week. But I've not had no fever. I thought it was the start of a sinus headache. I, If I do truly have it, it was a very mild case. I'm beginning uh-huh. to think that it was a false positive, but I don't know. But I've been quarantined just in case, but I honestly don't know if I even truly had it or not.
0: You know, it's so curious that you say that, Granny, because I've kind of wondered, like, with the flu happening now, and if you do have a sinus infection, how will the test know, you know, COVID versus flu, and will we be getting those false false negatives? It's very curious.
2: Well, I don't know, but they did the rapid test on me where I had my results back, like, in 20 minutes. So
0: Uh,
2: go figure. So it's so interesting. I've had, yeah, I've had no fever. I've had no fever, no loss of taste or loss of smell, nothing like that. I had just a little bit of a teeny dry cough and a more of a sinus headache than anything else.
0: Okay. Well, I hope you don't have COVID, and I hope whatever you have, you get back to normal soon.
2: Well, I've been. I've been. Tomorrow will be my tenth day of being quarantined, but. I'm going to give it just a couple extra days just just in case, you know. So
0: that's kind of you. Um I know a lot of people have a hard time with, you know, staying away from people, so it's very kind of you. That's that's good.
3: So, now and like I say, we'll we'll, we'll get off the subject uh, after the first question. But we have uh, Tammy Burgess, our guest here. We got fifteen minutes here with Tammy. So, would you, uh, the COVID test that you take, you do the uh, you do the the swab thing uh, or the the Q-tip nose thing. Oh my goodness!
5: Okay, so it
0: first started up with the one that goes up to my brain, and uh, it was not a good first experience for me because I did one of the drives up, you know. And they did that one up to my brain. And I was like, wait, wait, I have a DBA septum. Hold on, hold on. And so uh, they still did it. And something underneath my eye, like, popped and in my ear. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I was congested for, like, three days after that. I was like, oh, great. Um, So then I was really worried. I was like, oh, is this going to be my new life? Is this what I have to experience on a regular basis? So the next time I went in to take my COVID test, I said, hey, guys, just want you to know I was just here, did it, and I had this thing pop here and then my ear. And the gentleman um, was like, hold on. And I repeated my story again. So now, then what he did is he gave me the co- a different one. It was a long Q-tip, and I stick it up my nose, push on it, twist, and that was awesome. And I didn't have any um, reaction to it. But now – it's just around the nasal, so I'm in heaven that nothing is going up my deviated septum.
3: Well, you know, I'll tell you, I I had, I was tested, and you know, I have since I have a strong gag reflex, I can't have them do the thing down the throat, right? So they did the thing up the nose, and I'm like, hey, doc, why don't you tell me what I'm thinking? You know. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, when it went of your nose said, that you why? Thought it was going go to go down.
0: touching your my brain? <laughs> yes. You know? Yes, it's it's so crazy. It's like, oh my god. It, it you know, I, I when the first time it happened, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh my goodness. It was it's an experience that um I'm very happy for those who have not had to have that experience because I don't wish that on anyone. <laughs>
3: well, we have but, but I did not have the throat, throat one. Uh, we have Tammy Baird's, I guess, here. we got got uh, 13 minutes here with Tammy, and like I said, we're not ready to have you go yet. We do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. You're awesome. but So we can do this here real quick. If our fans out there listening wanted to see what you're doing and catch up with you, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe? What do you got?
0: <laughs> I am on Facebook as my name, Tammy Baird, spelled T A M M I E. B A I R D, as well as um, on Instagram, Pammy underscore Baird. I do have Twitter, but I don't go on it that much. And um, and that's it. Those are my social media outlets.
3: That's awesome. Now, um, you know, on your uh, on your Facebook uh, page, uh, I'm kind of curious. Um, you're uh, you're standing in front of a, a, a sign. Could you tell us uh, what? Uh, if that was a movie that you're in or what movie from here or what that was. Twin Peaks? I'm,
0: what am I doing? I'm standing in front of a sign? Yes,
3: yeah, it's Twin Peaks. Oh, is it
0: Twin Peaks? Oh, yes. Um, I – oh, my goodness. I had a an acting role on Twin Peaks, and uh, I played the character Lorraine – And it was amazing. It was the most amazing experience ever. I was handpicked by David Lynch, and I got to meet him. And uh, it was, I I mean, I I get, like, tongue-tied just talking about it because it's David Lynch. Um, I didn't get to meet him till the day of, and uh, he brought me into my um, office where we were filming. And it was just the coolest thing. Like, he is amazing for all my friends out there who are aspiring actors, I hope one day you get to work for him because he is amazing, like the best.
3: You know, I'm kind of curious. Uh, you, might, uh, you might know uh, another one of uh, our friends on the show that have been on here, uh, uh, Errol Sack or Natalie Bunn? Oh, yes,
0: I just worked for him. I just worked for Errol. He has a spaghetti western that he is uh, writing. I, he, I believe he wrote it and he's directing it. And um I play a small role in that as well.
3: Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh yeah, he was uh he was on our show two weeks ago and uh I I begged him for a role in his next film. Uh the sequel to uh the um let's see, what was it? Uh No Name and Dynamite.
0: That's what that I'm in.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what and I
0: and that's, that's it.
3: And I asked him if I could uh, be uh, 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 an extra in the movie, maybe like Natalie Burns' love interest or something. He said, well,
0: I might be find <laughs> a
3: spot, but I don't think I want
0: to give you that role. Oh,
3: damn. Okay, well, whatever. You know?
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. He's he's, he's a your... really talented. He, Errol's really talented. I hope you get to work for him.
3: He's such a great guy, too, isn't he?
0: Yes, yes
3: and uh we're trying to get Granny a role in that uh, movie too uh as the little lady from Pasadena um
0: that, how would we put a little lady from Pasadena in a western we got to make her the little lady from we got to give her a um a country name from a, somewhere she sounds well, sassy though uh, well, granny are you sassy
2: Oh, I can be. (laughs) I can be when I have to be. You should see me at the independent wrestling show that I go to. I don't like the bad guys, and I can talk lots of smack to them when I have to. I'm 58 years old, and they always tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip. And I had one wrestler (laughs) tell me one night, he says, Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I threw my Double up my fist with my keys in my hand, and I said, "Baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building." And he ran
0: off screaming. Oh my god, I love it! Okay, just that. I hope Errol hears that, and I know he can write something for you for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, that would be it.
2: fun. You yeah, I can be pretty sassy when I have to. When I have to be, I can be pretty sassy when I need to.
0: I like a now, Do you granny. have
3: a do you have an all time favorite stunt that you've done? Um
0: well my all time well, it's kinda of tough because I love all of my car hits, but I also love my very first stunt on Mr. and Mrs. And it wasn't the hardest stunt, but it was what got me to where I am today. So it, it's it's a tough uh, decision.
3: Uh, we have uh, Tammy Baird as our guest here. We got uh, eight minutes here with them. Now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think you did get to uh, double another one of my all-time favorite actresses, uh, Katie Segal.
0: Um, I am actually doubling her again this week, just so you know. Yes, I really? love her. I doubled her, I doubled her for um, – I didn't work the first season. I worked season two until the end of the series on Sons of Anarchy, and um, – she is amazing. I love her. Um, as a, as an actor, I would stare at her in the monitors and watch all her scenes, even the ones that I wasn't doubling her for. But if I was on set and she was working, I was watching her in the monitors. She is so talented. Like, I mean, she is amazing what she what she brings to the table. Yes, I, I have so much respect for her, and I'm so thrilled that I'll be uh, doubling her. Her again this week and I don't know if I can't Say what it is I'm not sure if it's still hush hush Or not but uh, she does Have something coming up soon uh, So be sure to look for it <laughs> Well my
3: question is that You know because you know you get to uh, You get to be her uh, stunt double uh, Do you uh, You just get You you get to meet them on set Do you get to like go out to lunch with them Or uh, is just like <laughs> You're inserting the scene and she like goes back to trailer? or How does that work?
0: I don't really talk to the actors much. I do have some colleagues who become really best friends with their, um, actors. I do not. Um, you know, I'm friendly with the actors. If, um, something is pertinent to the scene, we talk about it. Uh, like usually if I've fallen and, um, and they have to come in and get into the position that I ended the stunt, we'll discuss that usually. Um, For things like doubling Katie, um, the content was always so serious. Like I first came into Double Her Season 2 for um, a gang rape scene, and there was no time for me to talk to her. She had to focus on the dialogue that was pretty intense. So I did not even talk to her that entire um, work day. It wasn't until I came back a second time to Double Her that I then spoke with her.
3: I mean the reason, the reason why I was asking if you ever you know you ever get to talk to her is like, you know um, uh, it'd be cool if you could uh, uh, pass my info on to her. I'd love to have her on the show because uh, not only did I watch her my entire childhood on um, uh, married with children, she also uh-huh. got she also starred in a TV series with my favorite actor that I miss to this day, John Ritter.
0: Oh, yes. What was that? Eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter. Uh, Right. Gosh, I was so sad when he passed.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And Mm. it was on September 11th, uh, 2002, uh, when he passed, uh, same Mm. day that Johnny Cash did, uh, because I'll never forget that day because I was running the board at the radio station that day. Uh, You know, they mentioned about Johnny Cash. I'm like, oh, that's terrible the news. And then, they mentioned John Ritter, and I'm like, you know, I was just, like, such in shock. I was recording the thing on a reel-to-reel, and I let the tape oh. go because I, I was such in shock. I, I couldn't stop the tape cause I oh. because I was in such shock because I I lost my, uh, my favorite actor, John Ritter.
0: Yeah. He was... I loved him from Three's Company. Yeah, that was so, so sad. Um, I will tell you this. Katie is very active on her social media, so... I would say reach out that way. She is very active. I watched her. She always um, uh, asks a question and people always respond and she's very interactive with everyone. She's so, so kind. She, uh... She's so kind.
3: Well, okay, well, so, I'll, I'll, hopefully she's on Facebook. I'll try and find it. That would be, be awesome.
0: I think she's more, yeah, look on her Twitter and her um, Instagram. I, I I don't know about Facebook, but she's so nice. I didn't talk to her much on Sons of Anarchy because also, too, I mean, her son is the show's creator and often directed and a character. Like, she doesn't want to hang out with her stunt double. <laughs>
1: she's
0: like, I'm well, go. get to hang, I get to hang out with her stunt double. You know, you'd, you'd
3: probably make a good uh, stunt double for Natalie Byrne, too, because, you know, you guys do look a little like.
0: I need to double more people. I need to double more people. I, uh, one, I love one, it.
3: Just as long as you don't get hurt, that's all that matters. We want you to stay safe, you know.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, and I'm so lucky that I work with amazing stunt coordinators um, who always keep me safe. Um, like, I'm so blessed. Um, that safety is always first. And I also, you know, make sure that if there's a job that I know I'm not right for, I do turn it down. And I think that's something that's very important in our industry is to make sure that you can deliver on your, your work. If you say you're going to do so. Uh,
3: Tammy bears a guest here. we got about uh, three minutes left. And I wish we had three more years because you, you're very awesome. <laughs> and uh, I hope we haven't scared you away in the process. And, uh, I hope that uh, you would be able to uh, send us some autographs for giveaways for our uh, our, our, our uh, Christmas show coming up here. I hope you'll be able to do that. Um,
0: I will do that for you. Yes, I'll get those out by the end of the week for you. Awesome. So um,
3: you mentioned that you are currently working on a project right now. Could you uh, reiterate again what you're working on right now?
0: I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention it yet. So the uh, oh, so one okay. I'm doubling, Katie, yeah. Uh, you'll just have to IMDB and see what Katie has on her IMDB. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name of the project, but I am doubling her this week, and I'm very excited. I'm excited to see her again. You
3: no, know, I'm kind of curious. So has is there, is there ever been a stunt that uh, you you went into, and uh, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this won't be bad, and then after you did the stunt, you're like going, I am never doing that again.
0: <laughs> um, a little bit. I mean, there are stunts where it was like, okay, we're going to go in and we're going to do something. And then an element changes. And by that, I mean the weather. So, where you think it's just going to be a great, easy day. Um, and then it rains, or then it drops degrees, and now it's freezing cold, and you're in mud. So now you're in mud and it's like 30 degrees and you're just like, what the heck? Why didn't I bring heat warmers to work today? So there are times when you go to work and you think everything's going to be great and it's just absolutely miserable that you're just dreaming about getting wrapped and taking a bath. <laughs> you're like, oh, my gosh.
3: <laughs> and uh, yeah. I don't know if you ever uh... – I don't know if you ever remember uh, a TV series that used to star Lee Majors, but it was called The Fall Guy. Do you ever remember seeing that? Oh,
0: my gosh. I've Every stunt person knows The Fall Guy, yes, yes.
3: So, but uh, you know how to take the fall a little better, though, don't you?
0: <laughs> well, I don't want to go up against Lee Majors. I don't want to go up against him. Uh, yeah, no, it's amazing how people cannot fall. Like, when I talk to my friends, they're like, I just can't believe you just fall on the ground. You just, you can fall. And it's funny, just that concept of falling uh, perplexes people. And, That's I, you know, awesome. I try
3: to now, teach my... Okay. Now, and uh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but, uh, you know, I'm just kind of curious, you know, being a, being a stunt woman that you are, have uh, you ever got to, uh, uh, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question, but have you ever, like... Uh, uh, when you side money, like you're at a bar, it's like, I bet you I can uh, do this, and you can't, and then, you know, something like that?
0: No, I've never had that happen, but one time I was working in, um, where was I, New Mexico on a TV show, Longmire, and I was doing a car hit for actress Katie Sackhoff, and it was awesome, and it was so great. We did it one take. It was beautiful, and so the stunt crew and I, the coordinator, we all went out to this amazing place called Maria's, and I wanted to buy everyone margaritas, and they weren't drinkers. I was like, what? I just got hit by a car. We're celebrating, and you guys don't drink, so I, uh, two of us had margaritas, and everyone else had Cokes, and we called it a day.
3: (laughs) So it's kind of like, I just risked my life doing that stunt. All you got for me
0: is a light beer? (laughs) Yeah, you know and not everybody drinks and i would never force anybody to drink but i thought we were like going to go and all have these amazing margaritas from this place and i had been told about so it was kind of funny like here i am thinking i'm going to be having this big bar tab and it was very minimal (laughs) so maybe i should hang out with non-drinkers more (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) that is awesome well, I'll tell you what, Tammy, I do appreciate it uh, that uh, you've, you've joined us today, uh, this evening, and I know that, well, uh, where you're at, I, I know it's still a little early there, but uh, we do appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. We know that uh, you got to get up early tomorrow to take your next fall, or as they say, uh, how uh, how's your fall, see you next trip, something like that. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> But, I'll take uh,
4: it. I'll
3: take it. yeah, you're awesome, and I, I, just cannot, uh, I just cannot express enough how grateful we are that you joined us today, and uh, we hope that if we haven't scared you way too much that uh, you may want to join us again at some point in 2021 where all this COVID stuff is gone.
0: Absolutely love to come back and join you guys on the show, and I'm just going to throw it out in the universe. Maybe next time it'll be you, the icon, Granny Hulkster, myself – and Errol because we all worked on the same project together. So let's just throw that out in the universe, and then that could be our show next time.
3: Well, we are going to have Errol on again. Uh, he's going to try and get us Vernon Wells. Uh Ooh, on the awesome! So cool. And what uh, I tell you what. yeah, I I I've been a fan of his ever since uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger threw a big pole through his gut uh, in the movie Commando. <laughs> so. <laughs> But I'll yeah, yeah, you are so awesome and we love everything you do. We want you to be safe and uh I uh I I promise you since you did decide to drop the restraining order, I'm not <clears throat> gonna call you at two in the morning anymore. I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh
0: Thank we will you. be
3: in contact with you.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys so much, Granny. The icon. now the big swing wasn't here, right? Or is he just on mute just washing dishes in the background? What happened? Well
3: no, he's running Monday night football.
0: Oh, copy that. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. (laughs) He's like, I don't want to talk to her. (laughs) She knows nothing about sports. I I think he's
3: intimidated because he is a Cowboys fan, so
0: that explains something. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Okay, you guys. Well, I had so much fun talking to both of you, and I hope you guys have an amazing evening, and I look forward to the next time we can all get together and do this again.
3: Thanks, Tammy. Have a good night.
0: Thanks, Tammy. Thank you. You too. Bye. Tammy Berry, ladies and
3: gentlemen. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, folks. I'm not going to let you know who's going to be on next week. after looking look at our Facebook page, Off the Ropes who's coming. Uh, all three guests for next week have confirmed to this point. Uh, so we're going to have some fun next week. And the show keeps growing. And COVID hopefully keeps dying. So there you go. Uh, other than that, uh, Granny, uh, hopefully uh, by next week you'll uh, be out of the COVID quarantine and uh, we'll be able to uh, get you taken care of.
2: Well, I'll be out of it this week, the end of this week for sure. So
3: You still there, Granny?
2: Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm uh, here. All of a sudden you just, sudden you just
3: uh, I know, I just got cut off and started talking. Um I think Big Slee might be on there too. Uh but anyway, uh we only got a few more minutes here before the show's over. So everybody take uh out our uh our uh, page uh tomorrow or our page on Thursday and Friday and uh yeah. Um so with that all being said, we're gonna have another big show next week. All guests have been confirmed. So, you guys know what to do next week. Same time, same channel. And you also know that we are going to maintain our uh, ability to entertain you. And we ain't going away. Granny will be here next week, the icon will be here next week. And Big Swing will be here next week. Until then, folks, keep it real. You got it now!